Well, hello and welcome to episode one of our podcast, Teens and Vaccines, is a podcast for teens by teens. In this podcast, hello, my name is Michaela. I'm joined by Anita, Kaylin, and Ziara. And in summary, this podcast is going to share our experiences before and after the COVID-19 pandemic and all of the emotions and hectic adventures that we have shared going from March of 2020 all the way up until now and even in the future. We just want to share that it's okay to have all these feelings that you may have about the pandemic because we have them too and we want to share them with you. So in this episode, we are basically going to share about ourselves, have you get to know us a little bit, while also talking about the vaccine and our feelings for that and how the pandemic has really started out and turned everything upside down. So I guess I will go first. My name is Michaela. I am a freshman college student going to be a sophomore in the fall, and I am from Delaware. Hello, everyone. My name is Anita. Uh, I currently live in Maryland, and I am a high school student. Hi, I'm Kaylin. I'm from New Jersey. I am currently a junior in high school, and I will be a senior in the fall. Hi, my name is Yara. I'm from Nebraska, and I go to college. I think the key point was, you know, the the thought of, you know, like life can go back to normal once, you know, we're vaccinated. And I go to university. And so, uh, you know, I travel a lot back and forth from home to university. And I know that uh, getting vaccinated would really help me out there, you know, lessen the risk of getting COVID on those travel flights. And plus, being able to visit my family without having to be quarantined for two weeks, losing those break times, because if I want to come back for spring break, I only have spring break for a week. (laughs) So being quarantined for a week at home, I'm not able to visit my family. So definitely knowing that, you know, once I get, you know, both doses of uh, the vaccination, being able to go see my family visit and have not an extra anxiety to worry about with COVID. So Michaela, what influenced you to get vaccinated? Okay, so throughout high school, I really developed the love for travel starting around my junior year. I was able to travel. I went to Iceland over spring break. I was able to do that and it was so fun. And then that following summer, I was able to go to China and study abroad for about a month. And those two travel experiences were very impactful to me. And I realized that I want to travel. I want to study abroad in college. I may want to travel in between my college graduation and whatever I plan to do, whether that be, you know, grad school, med school, things of that nature. So travel was so important to me and getting the vaccine just gave me hope that I would be able to travel again. The pandemic really just thwarted all of my plans to go and see the world and discover new things. Um, But travel was one of the key reasons why I wanted to get vaccinated. And another reason just being, I was honestly scared for most of the pandemic. There was a lot of black and brown people who were really struggling and were honestly dropping like flies throughout the pandemic. And I did not want to 
become one of the grim statistics that many black and brown people became a part of during this whole year and a half. So those were the two things that really influenced me into getting my COVID vaccine and I'm fully vaccinated. So Michaela, what was the most challenging part of not traveling? I would have to say, it would really have to be the whole question around it. It was really, can we go? Can we not go? What can we do? There was so much confusion. And I feel like the hardest part for me besides the confusion was the fact that I felt like throughout this pandemic, like it was just time being wasted and not saying that I wasn't um, productive or I didn't do things that I enjoyed, but I know for myself, I am a type A personality and I, I feel like I have my life planned out for the last like four years of high school and four years going into college. And I did want to travel, do a study abroad, being in my freshman year or going to my sophomore year or even just going and traveling the United States with my friends, I had all this planned out in my head. And then COVID said, nope, we are not going to do that. And I think that was the most challenging part for me being, it was just so much uncertainty. And I felt like you couldn't really rely on any intuition or instinct that you had to beat this, except just staying home and trying to be safe. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast, for Teens by Teens. Kaylin, I know there's been a lot going on with this vaccine and do we get it? Do we not get it? Have you personally influenced anyone to get vaccinated? I influenced my grandmother to get vaccinated because she's one of the older one's part of COVID and she has been super nervous about this whole thing ever since it started. She did still is vaccinated today and still does not leave her house because she is so terrified. And I think it was good for her to get vaccinated because now she can be around our family and join in on the family activities. But cause before she was so scared to even like step outside of her door. So I think it was a good idea for me to influence her to get the vaccine. And it also influenced others, other people in my family to get vaccinated as well. So they could be around her and freely talk and kind of connect throughout this entire whirlwind of craziness. (laughs) Now, besides the people in your immediate family or close family, what about any of your friends at school or in extracurricular activities? None of my friends are vaccinated that I know of, but to be fair, they always say they have their mask and they wash their hands, but it's still a good idea for them to get vaccinated. But me personally, I have not pushed them to get vaccinated because I know the fear of getting vaccinated and the symptoms that come with it. And I think about those symptoms myself, which is why I'm not vaccinated as well, but I probably will get vaccinated sooner or later because I know it's a smart thing to do. Have you had any, well, have you heard any reactions from your friends or family um, hearing you being on this brand new podcast about teens and vaccines and COVID? I've told my mom 
She was very excited. She uh, came up with the idea to uh, team up with her job because they have like a, a black collective group and they talk about um, many of the things that have happened through COVID and what they've been through COVID. So she thinks that will be a good idea. I've told a couple of my friends, they haven't really given me any insight on how they feel about the podcast, but they're super excited about it and then I'm on it. So they're probably going to listen in, hopefully. Um, not much of my family know. I don't, unless my mom has secretly told them and I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the people that do know are pretty excited about it. And I will definitely tell them to listen into it because I think there will be a lot of good information to hear on this. Throughout this whole experience of COVID and finally finding a vaccine, what was your first thought when the vaccine became available? Well, when the vaccine became available, I was honestly really excited for what could come next. I was just ready for a new normal, as I'm sure we all are, especially with what we have experienced in the past year, um, to list a few self-isolation, quarantine, um, and just anxiety for what could happen to our family and friends. But with the vaccine, I just knew I could worry less now that I had the opportunity to even get vaccinated. And it really just takes a whole load off your shoulders because at least for me, when I got my first dose, I realized that we could overcome this virus and the vaccine would be the first step in reaching that goal. So yeah, I did appreciate my chance to get vaccinated because I didn't want to put myself or my family in risk. And to go along with that, I just felt lucky because many countries don't even have access to vaccines. So I just wanted to, you know, our future, I just cared for our future. And that's why I got vaccinated because um, we've endured something truly, really hard. And I just wanted to be a part of that change. Before the year in March, what was your pre-pandemic life like? So my pre-pandemic life was really, you know, I was really active in school and sports. I always hanged out with my friends and, you know, I just, it was all about like, you know, having a good time, studying, going to school, um, going out. But when the pandemic hit, it was just, you know, at first we didn't really think anything of it. We were like, it's probably just like the flu. I remember my health teacher was like, um, they're just making a big deal out of it. You guys will be back before you know it. I don't even know why you guys are taking off two weeks. But then as things began to get more serious, we understood that this is not going to be the same anymore. Um, the masks were new to all of us. And it was just a life-changing moment that affected each and every one of us. So yeah, it was a huge change to adapt to, but you know, with vaccines coming along, I think we can all slowly start to, you know, get back to a new normal, not fully, <laughs> um, not do all the things we used to do, but slowly it's getting better. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast for teens by teens. After enough people get the vaccine, what do you think will be different in the new normal? So I said new normal because I'm sure all of us have seen the horrifying effects of COVID, how people don't fully recover. And we've just seen everything from people becoming extremely ill. So 
I think that will carry on with us through the rest of our lives. So yes, things might get back to normal, um, you know, going to restaurants, going to back to school in person, but I still think that lingering thought is going to affect us. So like, it's just going to stay with us. Like, that's what I mean. And that's going to affect our motives in um, the future. I've heard talk about uh, the vaccine will be like getting the flu shot. So how do you feel about getting the vaccine like every other couple months? You know, I honestly, I know there has been research on the vaccine and they, I've heard speculations about them saying that they want to make it every six months. But honestly, I think it should be up to the person whether they decide to get the vaccine. I don't think it should be enforced every six months, uh, maybe a year. But I think it's really up to the individual um, to keep others safe. I think the first two doses should be required. But after that, I think it should really be up to the person because, you know, that's ultimately their choice and their body. So Michaela, I remember you talking about how your friends were saying that they were gonna um, wait before getting the vaccine. So that leads me to the next question. Has um, hearing about the side effects swayed whether you get vaccinated or not? Personally, I was not swayed based on the side effects and knowing what they are about getting the COVID vaccine. I really think about it as a way to protect my own health. And at the same time, I think caught up in social media and all these other media outlets, I think sometimes that the side effects really get misconstrued um, about the COVID vaccine and the effects of the COVID vaccine. Um, for example, I've heard things like the COVID vaccine will make you infertile, it'll make you all these things when it's not true or it's not debatable by science. I know personally, again, I'm a very type A personality. I was making pros and cons lists in my mind about the COVID vaccine and comparing it to other medication that we take on a regular basis. The side effects, to me, they were not as comparable as things such as birth control, um, which has a many a side effects. And many women take it and cope with the side effects as well. So personally, I was not swayed, but I know people who were swayed. People were really scared about the side effects, mostly because of how fast the vaccine came out. And I believe that was many people that I know, that was their biggest qualm about it, not the side effects or those things associated with it. I think the side effects were only heightened by the fact that the vaccine came out in how many, like I believe it was like six, maybe eight months. It came out much, much faster and people actually saw the development of it. Whereas I know for, you know, you, Ziara and Kaylin, we never really saw the creation of like the flu shot. The flu shot was always there, but we saw this whole pandemic and then 
you know, March, there was a vaccine approved in January, and that's not a very long time. So that was the main thing that I had friends telling me about whether or not they would get it. And then that would be a reason they would list, start listing side effects <laughs> about the vaccine. Yeah, I agree with you, Michaela. I just remember people talking about how after their parents or family members got the vaccine, they all got heart problems. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> because there's like a lot of misinformation on social media. But yeah, I see it all the time. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast for teens by teens. So you mentioned developing a pros and cons list for yourself. Did you discuss those pros and cons about the vaccine with your friends? Yes. Yes, I did. Especially all the comparisons to other medications, all the miscommunication about the vaccine and also just really trying to tell all my friends and family that, you know, even although you can still get COVID with the vaccine, you are so, 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 so less likely to die as a result of COVID. And I really tried to shove that to all of my friends that, we do not want to end up dying from COVID-19. I think as young people, we kind of feel like we're invincible and we can fight anything. And the whole, you know, you're young, um, it's gonna take an older person five days, it'll take you like two and a half to three days. But COVID was not having it, not having it at all. I know um, I talked to Kaylin earlier. She still cannot taste. I mean, I have friends who had COVID, still cannot taste. I had a friend who was in the hospital as a result of COVID. You don't want this. <laughs> and any of the side effects from this vaccine is so much better than ending up on a respirator and having basically almost losing your whole life as a result of the skeptics and the misinformation. You mentioned how great of a burden COVID has been for black and brown communities. Uh, how do you feel about the efforts you've seen locally or nationally to get the vaccines to black and brown communities? And if you've seen a difference or something change, is there anything you would like to change yourself? I feel like there can be probably a greater national effort to get it out to black and brown communities. It really comes down to specific things like time, availability, all these things that plague black and brown people on a day-to-day -day basis. I know specifically for African-Americans and I can speak for my own community, my church does a lot. And my bishop was very um, proactive in making sure that people in my church community and the black community that surround the church were able to get COVID tests, able to get the COVID vaccine, trying to bring the COVID vaccine back for multiple weekends out of the month. I think it really starts in those communities 
And we really just need to make a bigger effort to push that. And I know I go to a historically black college and university and at my university, we have a vaccination site on campus, even though I'm not on campus, <laughs> we had a COVID testing site on campus. A lot of, you know, big historically black college universities universities are trying to make a push, but I also feel like nationally in Black communities, we need a push, whether that comes from um, local churches, whether that comes from community centers, to help Black and Brown people make that choice to get vaccinated and then make it easier for them to get vaccinated, kind of similar to voting. Uh, I know what you mean by churches, but when this whole thing started, I had to convince my grandmothers to not go into church anymore because I was so nervous. Like, not only me, but like, my my mom was nervous as well. And they were still having church when this was all announced. And it was just terrifying, you know, like, because not only are, is it a huge risk for older people, we're also, we also have different health conditions and everything. And as Black people, it can be very hard to determine what's going on. And people don't really listen to what we have to say about what's going on with our own bodies. So it can be um, a struggle to try and use that voice to get it out there, you know? Another question is, it can be hard to talk to your peers about the vaccine. What tips can you share about starting those conversations? So personally, I feel like you really have to come from a place of love when starting these conversations because we all know with COVID, it can end up being a life or death situation. And I feel like when you address really sensitive topics with your friends or or topics that can spark so much debate, um, you really have to come from a place of love and concern for your place, for your friends. You're not trying to get make them get the vaccine because you're trying to turn them a whole different political ideology. You're not trying to make them get the vaccine to fit into some type of narrative. It's nothing crazy or complicated. You just want the best for them. And if they do get COVID, you don't want your friends to die. It really comes from a place of love and understanding. And if you address it that way, it will come across a lot easier than just trying to force someone to get the vaccine based off of, you know, your values or things of that nature. Sometimes you have to use emotion to get your friends or people to do stuff that can seem very sensitive now, even though you wouldn't think it's very sensitive. Yeah, I agree with Michaela because I have um, also tried to convince some of my friends to get vaccinated, um, showing them how the benefits outweigh the negative side effects, um, so to say. But once again, I think it really is um, their influence, their parents that affect their decision because the speculations or the news does affect a lot of my friends' um, parents' perspective. And that really is the driving force to how they view the vaccine. But if we want to collectively, you know, 
reach a point where COVID isn't taking lives of millions, like the spikes that were evident in the past year, we need to get the vaccine. And I have tried convincing my friends, as I said before, and my close friend, I, I just asked her why, can I just know why? She was like, because I'm too young. And I was like, well, if you get COVID, the chance of not being able to recover, like Kaylin said, it's just, you don't wanna go through that. And I've been trying to teach them based on the facts. And I think we all need to do that to get to a better place. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast for teens by teens. I have a question for both um, Anita and Caitlin, because I know Ziara and I, we are over 18. We can, I guess, theoretically do (laughs) whatever we want when we want. We are able to get the vaccine and not have a parent present with us. And even if we are, we live in our parents' house like I do right now their influence doesn't have to hit as hard because if I wanted to get the vaccine and my parents didn't, I could just go out and get it because I'm 18. So what is it like for you two who are basically minors in this situation? When I first heard about the vaccine, I knew it was, uh, you couldn't get it over if you were 16 and younger, I believe. And when I when it first came out, I was 16. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess... And I'm still today, still struggling with the side effects of COVID. So I'm like, I guess there's nothing much I can really do. I just have to stay in my house until I can get it. But when they changed the ages from now it's 16 and older, I believe, I have a choice whether I can get it or not. My mom is neither uh, against if I get it or not, but I would like to get it now. Hearing that it might help me get my smell and taste back. <laughs> That's mostly the reason why I want to get it. But I also want to get it because I know it'll make my grandmother feel safer around me as well. Cause when I'm around her, I still wear my mask. So she feels comfortable being around us. I should get it. Even though I have my own choice, whether I can get it or not. Yeah. And to go along with that, my mom, she, got the vaccine when it was available to her immediately because she works in the education system as a teacher. And so she saw the consequences of, you know, COVID and it was really scary. I just remember kids in her class would um, get COVID every day and they would have to leave. And she would see that right in front of her every day. Um, And it was, terrifying um, because she was in the situation and she couldn't get the vaccine in the beginning because it wasn't available available to her age group. But once it was, she immediately took the opportunity and got vaccinated. But yeah, so she was, she supported my decision to get vaccinated. And she was like, if you want to do anything this summer, if you want to go on vacation, then you're going to have to get vaccinated. And I was like, yep. Definitely going to do that. Um, Anita, you said that you got vaccinated. What was your personal experience getting uh, the vaccine? Um, Yeah, so it went went smoothly. I remember being a little anxious before getting the vaccine because personally, I'm not a needle person. But, you know, I had no doubt that this would be a stepping stone to keeping everyone safe. 
But overall, the process was super easy. And I remember just going online and selecting a location closest to me. And then we found a local CVS. And the next day we arrived. It was really quick. We got escorted into a room and the lady was really nice. And she gave me the vaccine and I didn't feel a thing, surprisingly. But I had no side effects. I had none. And I still take precautions. I wear a mask and everything, but the vaccine just allowed me to be more comfortable with my day-to-day interactions out in public, but I'm still waiting for the second dose, so I will keep you guys updated. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast, for teens, by teens. I have a question for either of you, since you're both vaccinated. I heard that they won't pressure you into wearing a mask after you're vaccinated um do you think you'll still wear a mask or like what are your feelings about that uh yes I will still be wearing a mask basically for two reasons one which is a shame I don't want people to assume my political identity um or ideology so yes I will be wearing a mask and two when I look back on this whole pandemic and how it unfolded I don't know how you guys looked at you know the news or media or things of that nature but how I saw and interpreted was people were losing their ever-loving minds when the government asked them like to wash their hands so in my mind I'm like okay if if that's what y'all are trying to the hill y'all are trying to die on I will keep my mask on there were people burning masks in like Utah. People were losing their minds, protesting about trying to get haircut, all these other crazy things. I will wear my mask because if you are that mad that, you know, Uncle Sam said, hey, just wear a mask or some of your face, you, you will be able to breathe and wash your hands. <laughs> I, I can't trust anyone anymore. And at this point, I think we are all the same way. We see someone cough and we're like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. I remember a couple of days ago, um, I went to the store and as you may know, our governor, Larry Hogan, allows people to not wear masks if you have both doses of your vaccine. So I go into the store and I see people not wearing their masks. And it was just so odd because I felt out of place. like. You know, I just, I feel comfortable wearing my mask, um, but seeing so many people not wear their masks, it was just very odd. I, was, I, just, I don't know if it's right or not, but I just kept staring at them. And then I was like, Anita, it's, it's been a full year, just get over it. But I couldn't keep that. I was like, how, how are people moving on so fast? Yeah, I, I will not take my mask off because first of all, as Michaela said, we don't know who's vaccinated. They're not making us show our card. But yeah, that, those are my thoughts on the situation. In this whole pandemic or panoramic, I, I've started picking up little hobbies and I guess you guys have started picking up little hobbies and maybe some little positive bits and things like that nature. So Anita, what's something positive that came out of this whole 
panoramic that you hope you will continue in the future? Um, something positive that I think came out of the pandemic was that we were able to be more connected. You know, as the pandemic went on, things were going by very slowly. And we didn't really have anything to do. We were just stuck in the house in quarantine. It just put a lot of time on my hands. And I remember I was having these thoughtful conversations with my family that I've never had before. And just taking that time out of my day to do that, it was just, you know, not what was happening the year before. It was just everything was in rush with schoolwork and tests and finals. But last year, things went by really, you know, slowly. And it was just a chance for us to catch up with one another. And I think that helped me in gaining perspective on other people's, you know, situations and hardships and challenges that they have to endure. And, you know, I really appreciated that, that moment of just slowing things down. But yeah, that's something positive that I think came out of the pandemic. What about you, Kaylin? I guess the most positive thing is I figured out how to keep myself entertained. <laughs> it's very hard to just be home and do nothing, be with nobody. And it was funny because I've heard, I heard a bunch of kids saying, oh, our parents wanted us to be outside and do things. And now we can't go anywhere. And they're like, you need to figure out what to do with your life. <laughs> and... I feel like the most positive thing is finding out more about yourself being stuck at home. I feel like I found a lot about myself throughout this entire thing and especially through my mom because I feel like we've talked a lot as well. That may be the most positive part about this entire thing. But I can also see my friends now. So <laughs> that's another positive. What do you hope for um, as more and more people are able to get vaccinated and then we'll go to Kaylin and then I'll answer. We all know COVID took us by surprise. It was very abrupt and it had no warning, but something specific I hope for, for our future is that we all come to understand how we're all going through the same thing. We're all alike, even though we think well, she lives in a different state. She, she's different. No, we're all alike. And we need to know that we all are similar and we need to appreciate one another and just, you know, have empathy towards one another. I think that's the most important thing. And through empathy, we can understand what we're all going through. And that's very important as COVID expanded across the whole world. We all, we all did come together and I saw it happening on TV, just everywhere. I saw people showing some real compassion towards one another. And so that's my hope that we continue to show this compassion for one another so that we can grow as a nation and just unify and get vaccinated because that's really important for us to move on. You are listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast for teens by teens. I 
hope that people understand that we can't just do everything by ourselves. Like we are not superheroes. We need to work together to be able to build that trust in each other. Like in the beginning of this whole pandemic, we had to tell each other to wash wash our hands, make sure that we are clean and that we wear our masks. I hope that people continue to wash their hands after this. Um, but I, uh, I really do think that people need to see that we need to work together to try and make a difference in the world. And that um, this whole COVID thing is not just going to go away. It's not going to come and disappear out of thin air. It's, it will probably stay with us for a while. And um, I, I still think people don't understand that it's a real thing that's happening. I know some people have their doubts about it. They still say, oh, it's not real. It's just something that's going to go away in a couple of days. Like, that's not it. It's, we've been here for a year. And the only progress we have seen is a vaccine so far. I do think that people will hopefully start to make a difference in their actions um, and start explaining how they feel about this entire pandemic and convince each other that we do need to build up together and try to make a difference. Yes, definitely. And I love both of y'all's answers. I feel like that was, yes, it really summed it up. I, I will just say finally that I hope more people will be able to dream again, like we used to be able to dream. Um, I know 2020 for me and for many other people, that was going to be the year they were going to start something. They were going to do something. Stuff was going to be big in 2020. And I mean, 2020 just sounds like a good year (laughs) to start something and create a business or to, I know for me, that was going to be the start of my freshman year of college. I just hope more people can be able to dream and have what they envision so that, you know, everyone who's going to be a senior in high school can dream about their senior year and dream about prom and homecoming and be able to go. And that seniors in college are able to dream about walking across the stage and just everyone can be able to dream and enjoy each other's company again. I know I recently met with some friends that I haven't seen for over a year. And it was like the best time, even though, you know, we were only there for 20 minutes, it was the best time. So I just hope everyone is able to resume the life that they had envisioned before, even though it won't be a hundred percent on the mark. I think people can suffice with like 85%. (laughs) Yeah, Michaela, and to quickly add something to that, we had this roadblock, this challenging hardships that were coming in our way that just came right in the middle of our lives. It was unexpected. It brought about uncertainty and everything just felt like it was going to collapse, right? Our whole lives were like, what what are we going to do? But with that also comes the thought of how are we going to overcome this? How are we going to fight this? How are we going to fight the virus? And I think the solution is educating yourself with trustworthy and 
reliable resources, the CDC, and not news that you see on the TV because, you know, not everything you see you should believe. So that's my piece of advice for our viewers. Thank you to everyone who's listening. And I would like to give a brief thank you to our sponsors, the Community Health Center Incorporated, the White Institute, the School-Based Health Alliance, Yale University's Aspasic Project. And just thank you for bringing me, Anita Ziar and Kaylin together and letting us run with our own ideas on this podcast. And we can't wait to see you next time. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode where you'll hear more about our stories and this whole pandemic and my experience with having COVID for almost five months and how our original dreams were altered by being invited into this pandemic. Bye.